Double duty. Double duty here on the back, Judge. Uh, back at it. Kept that red dot on. Two a days. Two a days, baby. Nothing That's, new for it, us here. It's, it's that time of year. Two a days in July. Uh, Lee, I saw a great tweet the other day, and it was like, when you were a kid, summer ended when two a days began. I was like, yep. Summer ended like the week after it started because yeah. we had like a man maker on that Friday. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it really, it really ended when, yeah. when the two days began. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Eagles starting with the Eagles. They came in last in this division last year. Um, quite a fall for grace for Doug Peterson. Went from the book tour to uh, retirement. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully made some money off that that book deal. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. There's like a statue of him outside the stadium, and then he like threw the last game of the season and was like delayed, fired. Um, a lot of dysfunction with the Eagles. Uh, back when I had an athletic description, I read an article about it. So uh, they're working through some things, but brought in Nick Sirianni from the Colts. Lee's guy Shane Steichen over from uh, was it the the Chargers? Yep. And uh, I just said his name. I forgot his name already. The DC, Jonathan. Uh, I don't know. Our lads doesn't have it. But uh, anyway, not a team that I think any of us feel super strongly about. Uh, a lot of holes on the roster, uh, especially when you start looking uh, in the defense with the linebackers and the secondary. It's it's pretty rough. And, um, you know, the D-line has always been pretty good uh, with Philly. I think it, they still have some good pieces, but they're getting a little long in the tooth here with uh, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and, and Ryan Kerrigan. Always have loved me some Javon Hargrave. But uh, I think the big, the biggest storyline with this team is Jalen Hurts, right? Uh, this is a team that if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snaps uh, in Indianapolis, they'll have three first-round picks this year, uh, including one from the Dolphins, who we just talked about. We don't really think they're going to have a great season. So you're potentially looking at uh, you know two pretty high picks and, and a later first-round pick if Wentz doesn't get hurt. So... I think there's maybe some some brighter days ahead for this Eagles team, but as for 2021, uh, I'm not expecting a whole lot. Lee Lee does you know your your favorite player in the draft was was pretty much Devonte Smith. Um, you know, is is there anything that you're feeling super confident about with Philly? I know you don't really like Hurts though. Yeah, um, man. I don't. I've never liked Hurts that much as a player, and this is dating back to his days even at Alabama, especially at Oklahoma. I thought that he, although he put up really good numbers at Oklahoma, he kind of proved what type of quarterback he was at Oklahoma, and he was he's just a guy that, in my opinion, um, is looking to run more often than he's looking to pass. Doesn't have a, a, a large amount of confidence in his ability to put the ball where it needs to be, but. Man, is he really hard to say anything bad about? Because he just seems like a model citizen, yep. Uh, yep. a workhorse in the weight room, a really good leader, a really nice guy. Um, he was really impressive when he played last year. Not a lot of bad things to say about him, even though a lot of that was him relying on his legs. Um, I don't know. I can't help but feel like I'm rooting for the guy a little bit, especially with Devonta Smith now. I, I, I think Devonta Smith is the best receiver in the draft. Um, I think he's going to be a bona fide stud from day one. I know a lot of that is projection, but I just have a, a very good feeling about Devonta Smith. I just think he's a really good player. I know he's kind of slight, but we've kind of been over that before. Um, I think the offensive line has improved, like the selection of Landon Dickerson. I think this is kind of a sneaky competitive offense. Um, 
Miles Sanders has had some trouble staying healthy, so I'm going to assume that he's he's going to miss some games this year. But even if he does, you got Jason Huntley waiting in the wing. <laughs> not only do you have Jason Huntley, you have Carryon Johnson waiting in the wings too, and he's got a, a chip the size of Detroit on his shoulder. Um, love Ken- Kenneth Gainwell. I think that that was one of the more shocking drops in the draft for me was him dropping to the fifth round. Uh, this is a guy who started over Antonio Gibson for the most part at, at Memphis. Um, as a running back. So I know he opted out last year and we haven't really seen a lot of tape on him. I think that definitely played against his favor in the draft, but I think this is a guy who can come in and be impact an impact player from day one. Um, the defense concerns me. I think that the bright spot is I like Slay and Maddox. I think those, they've got two solid corners. Um, but like you said, Klepp, a lot of age on this defense, they kind of need a little bit of a makeover and a, re- a revitalization of youth. Um, as much as I love the Devonta Smith pick, I think that a lot of people in Philly wanted them to go on the defensive side of the ball, especially after taking Jalen Rager last year, which kind of didn't really turn out at least so far to be uh, in their favor at all. As as a player, he kind of seems like more of a, a wide receiver two or maybe even yeah, three. I mean, this is also a team that's whiffed on a couple of receivers recently. Right? Yeah, with, with absolutely. White side, you're, you're looking at yeah. If you're taking into account draft capital, right? Like Arthega Whiteside and Rager and Smith should be an unreal trio, and it's really just like hopefully Smith is elite like we think he is, and Rager can contribute something, and maybe Arthur yeah. Whiteside makes the team. And I uh, I don't know, man. I totally see where Tommy's coming from with this under. I know it's one of Tommy's favorite futures plays, and I don't blame him at all for taking it because this Eagles roster is not great. But just based on the way this division has played out the past couple years, it's not like there's any one team in this division that I'm like supremely confident about, which leads me to believe that it's like, hey, the Eagles could, you know, make some noise in this division. I think they can beat anyone in this division on any given day. Um, I think they're just going to be kind of a tough out. Uh, You know, what we're going to see from Sirianni obviously remains to be seen, but you guys know I really like Shane Steichen. I think he's going to make Jalen Hurts' life easy like he did for – Justin Herbert last year. And just for, so for those kind of reasons, the fact that I think they can have a scrappy defense, uh, I like what Devonta Smith is going to bring to the table. I think they have a solid offensive line. I think Hertz can kind of fake it till he makes it here to a, a seven or eight win season. I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibility um, just because I think he's a, he's a natural born competitor. And uh, even in college when he, he wasn't being accurate, I mean, he found a way to win games. So maybe he'll just start doing that in the NFL. Who knows? That's kind of my outlook. Yeah, um, I can I can kind of paint a uh, a positive picture for this team, and, and obviously it starts with Jalen Hurts, who I obviously agree with a lot of what Lee said with him, but I just think that his supporting cast um, is just not. I mean, the, I like Devonta Smith and uh, Goddard, the tight end, and then Lee Lee had a nice little piece on Kenneth Game all right there. Uh, a, one of the one of my sleepers for the from the uh, our Clep and I when we went deep we dug deep back in uh, yep. March or whatever it was, um, but the defense I have a hard time seeing this defense being feisty. I mean, what do you does does Darius Slay move the needle anymore? I mean, he had a really tough year. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He had a really tough year. I think. I mean, I think it begs. I think it begs the question there. I you know, and if and it's just an old defense. He's not great. 
he's not great, but Darius Slay is still like a pretty good corner. Like he's still a number one corner where he's like going to get beat sometimes, but like you're not, he's not a liability by any no, stretch no, no. of he the wasn't imagination. A liability, but I don't think he was a number one corner last year. I mean, he, I, I think the, the Eagles would take that deal back in, in retrospect if they could. I, I still think Darius Slay could be um, a, a good player, but he's obviously not, I think, you know, the talent that they thought they were getting when they traded for him. And, and I could be wrong on that. I, I, that was just kind of my uh, recency bias from last season. Yeah, I would probably agree, but I still think that between him and Maddox, so you got a pretty good tandem of corners. I mean, yeah, Maddox... Maddox should not be your number two corner, man. I'm, Avante Maddox is a nice player, but I mean, feisty. he's he's feisty, yeah. But he like, are you really? Do you really think he's like a plus? Ed? Would you want him to be the Lions' number two corner? I like him as yes. a player, but we got Iffy. They, I mean, the defense and was Imani and Okuda. Avante Maddox played at King. Of course, I would want him to be the number two cornerback for the Lions. <laughs> I I, th- I mean there's and, and also onwards another, and upwards Tommy yeah onwards uh, and upwards another point uh, too is Brooks Brandon Brooks you know he's he's coming off a torn Achilles was a former elite guard I I think you know they're so I can kind of see this team being being feisty but I mean yeah I took under six and a half at plus one fifteen I'm I'm pretty confident in it I think this team and and also I want to plant my my flag in the Sirianni not being a good coach. Uh, Hell, I'll, right. uh, I'll, I'll happily eat crow if I'm wrong on that. But I don't know. There were some weird things with Peterson in the front office. I think there's a power struggle there. I think they kind of wanted a guy that they could control, which is why they took Sirianni, who never has called, you know, never called plays in, in Indy. And, you know, I mean, maybe he's a great interview, but there's just no reason for me to upgrade them or, you know, they were you know, with, with him. So I think, the, I think the Eagles could be the worst team in the NFL this year. I very well could see, see that being a reality. Um, anything, uh, Tommy, I'm, I'm kind of ready to leave the floor for you, for your Cowboys, baby, as we yeah. always do when we get to the NFC East. Great, great to, uh, be back here doing the division previews. And, uh, I don't really, did you listen back? I didn't listen back to what you said about the Cowboys last year. Uh, I, de- I can't really, I, if I remember, I'm sure it's going to be very similar. Uh, yeah. I mean, last year, the Cowboys, well, let me, let me, let me, let me start, let me, let me start off by. Did you are you happy that Mike McCarthy is back? I mean, he he, he seemed like an absolute dunce last year, but I have to uh, you know, give him the benefit of of the Dak injury and I mean, obviously this is a cliff year for Mike McCarthy. I mean, uh, you know, we'll see if if he learned anything from last year and has, you know, with the full offseason if if this team is going to be, you know, positioned to I mean, I guess they are favorites to win the division right now. And in a pretty poor division, I think they're the most talented team in the divi- uh, in the division. So, I'm sure the my evaluation of the Cowboys this year will be very similar to my evaluation last year. This team could be the best offense in the NFL. They very well should have a top five offense, and we kind of saw that come to fruition uh, in the first however many weeks, five weeks uh, with Dak healthy last year. But to you know what result they still. I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm wrong there. They weren't a top, they weren't a top offense. They could score a lot of points, but it seemed that they still couldn't really execute, and they lost, you know, some games that I was at least expecting them to win. Um, definitely, the talent is still there. Dak was passing for 400, you know, yards, 500 yards. He was 
He was lot. on pace to pass for like 6,000. Yeah, yeah, he was on an insane pace. Yeah, he was on pace to break the record. Yeah. Which, you know, I think it just goes to show you, you know, they are three deep at wide receiver with, you know, Michael Gallup, I think, is their worst receiver, worst starting receiver, and he could be a, a one in other places. He He's a very good two, number two receiver at the very least. And then I think CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper are elite talents at the receiver position. And teamed with, with Dak and and Zeke, who's getting his uh, his fluff pieces right now, looking nice and nice and jacked and in shape. Everyone's saying that this is going to be Zeke's uh, revenge year. Uh, so, you know, there's there's that kind of picture you can paint. I mean, I think the Cowboys' floor is is kind of high if, if Dak is healthy. Like, they're probably, at worst, a seven. I think the worst-case scenario is, like, seven wins. Um, but I would be – that would be absolutely disappointing, and McCarthy would probably be gone by season's end. Um, I mean, overall, I think this team does have the highest ceiling in the division because of their offense. And I think they've made, they have to be better on defense this year. I'd think, um, Jade, I mean, does Dan, with Dan Quinn coming in, is that something you're, you're kind of putting behind that? I'd like to, I'd like to think so. I mean, I think Dan Quinn seems like an, like an unbelievable human and, and dudes love playing for him. So I'd like to think that'll translate to the, you know, the defensive side of the ball. Obviously he had the success that he did in Seattle. Uh, but, you know, bringing in Micah Parsons, who, you know, I still was high on, maybe not as high as Lee or Uclep, uh, but is, you know, just a, he's a blue chip player at, at linebacker, kind of, you know, front seven weapon. Uh, you know, I, I could kind of see him serving in like an, an OG Donta Hightower role and just being an absolute uh, machine rushing the passer and, and, you know, making plays in the run. Uh, so you know, Demarcus Lawrence. There's there's pieces. I I want to see more out of the second secondary. If the secondary can kind of take that next overall step to being uh, average, you passed on Asante Samuel for Kelvin Joseph. I want I want Kelvin to show me something this year. So there are a lot of questions on the side on the defensive side of the ball, but I'd like to think that this could be an average defense and you know a bend don't break defense. And if that's the case, then. I think the Cowboys should win 9, 10, 11 games, potentially even more. So, Lee, what say you? Um, Yeah, man. Boy, the thing about the Cowboys is they just can't get out of their own way. With There's always some reason why they're not as good as they should be. Um, honestly, as much as I hate to say it because I hate the Cowboys, I love seeing them fail. It's so much fun. I love see, making fun of Mike McCarthy for being fat and stupid. Because that's all. He looked like a big fat idiot last year on the sidelines. He didn't know what he was doing. Um, I think this team's going to for sure win the division. I would even bet on it. Um, healthy Dak. This offense is so explosive. The offensive line looks fixed for the most part. Although maybe an injury or two could throw them off. I'm not in love with the depth. But man, great receivers. Um, I think Zeke's going to have a really good year. Boy, I love their linebackers, man. Micah Parsons, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, Dan Quinn brought Keanu Neal from Atlanta. He's playing a, a pure linebacker role. And then my boy Francis Bernard out of Utah. Hopefully he can crack the roster. And Jabril Cox from North Dakota State. I think that guy LSU. is a bona fide playmaker. And the North um, Dakota State. He was there first. Yeah, but by way of uh, – but you wouldn't say Jabril Cox from North Dakota State. So that's all I'm saying. Well, I, I just said it. Um, I'm going to stick with it. We'll see what uh, he says in that first primetime game, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. we will. We will. We should put a, a wager on it perhaps. Um, yeah, I think Kelvin Joseph might go through some growing pains early, like a lot of first-round corners. But ultimately, just when I stock up his player profile next to Trevon Diggs, I would say Kelvin Joseph is like a better corner. 
So I expect him to be an impact player. Um, I think this defense is definitely going to run into some some turbulence. You know, not in love with Tristan Hill. Uh, a lot of weight on the shoulders of Neville Gallimore. I'm looking for him to kind of step up in year two. But man, I think this offense for the most part is going to be able to carry the load. And this is a Dallas team that in this division, I think they have by far the best quarterback. And I think that's going to take them a long way um, if they can keep him healthy. I expect them to lose to Tampa Bay week one, but for a handful of games throughout the rest of the year, I think they'll be favorited. And I think if they can stay healthy, this is the team that absolutely without fail should be winning the division. But I do say all this with the caveat that the Cowboys do usually find a way to screw things up. Um, I pray that they stay healthy because it sucks to see teams falter due to injury. But uh, boy, I'm really excited to watch these linebackers get after it this year. I think this linebacking core is going to be a lot of fun to watch and they're going to kind of be the, they're going to hold the weight of this defense on their shoulders, I think. Um, or at least as much of it as they can, because I, I do not see this team pushing the pocket very hard. Yeah. Um, so the secondary is going to have to step up, and those linebackers are going to have to step up. And they got your guy Kelvin Joseph too uh, at the corner spot, Lee. Yeah, Lee. and Israel Mukuamu. I don't want to. He's a seventh round pick, but that's a guy who I think is going to crack the roster for sure this year. A lot of their draft capital went to uh, the defensive side of the ball. They didn't uh, not not do too much in, in free agency. I, I agree with, with what you're saying, Lee. I mean, uh, Cowboys tend to find a way to, to not exactly perform to their fullest potential, but uh, I think you see a back, bounce back here from Zeke. Uh, if, if Prescott stays healthy, I do believe that he's, you know, top 10, 10 12 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Michael Gallup would be, you know, a wide receiver too, a very solid wide receiver too on, on most other NFL teams, and he's – you know, the third option there. Um, so, and even guys like Cedric Wilson um, have, have made little splash plays here and there for, for the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Ben DiNucci was starting games for them last year, right? So they, they really had a, yeah. a, a, a tough run. Uh, and it'll be interesting. I, I Before we get on to the, the second half of this division, I needed to, this will be a little break from your regular scheduled programming, but I have to say it so I don't forget. I asked Connor, the same question I asked you guys about the Zach Taylor, Joe Brady thing, what he would put the odds on it. Yeah. Mm. And he said, he said plus 400, but I don't think Zach Taylor will be fired. Yeah. Well, that just goes to show how much Connor knows the intricacies of like pricing lines. He's just, he's yeah. Hopefully he's lifting weights right now and getting and, and going hard. He, I just, he, he definitely is. Cowboys win total at a nine and a half minus one ten to the over one twenty to the under. Sharp line, but I think I, I think I take the over. Well, what's their games. division? I'd be looking at their division odds or them yes to make the playoffs. There's not going to be a lot of value on the yes to make the playoffs. I'm sure the the division odds are uh, plus one twenty five. Oh man, so yeah, I think you're just better off taking the nine and a half probably. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Onto the uh, the Giants, the minus G-Men. 160, G-Men. Minus one sixty to make the playoffs. Sorry, I had to get that in. You're good, Lee. Do you want to take the Giants here? They're they're your they're your baby. Them and the the Cardinals are. are your babies. Yeah, they absolutely are. Um, yeah, man. I uh, man, I love what the Giants did last year. Um, I lost my bet to Tommy 
head to head of who would have more wins, the football team who, or the who Giants. Who would have thought that those teams would have ended up one two in the division, huh? Yeah. No, I mean it was definitely an eye opening season for many reasons. Um, Washington we'll get into Washington. Really impressive defense because it wasn't like Dwayne Haskins did them any favors. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the end of the year, I don't want to make excuses, but Philly clearly was tanking in that game. I would have liked to see them, you know, put up a little bit of fight. Friggin' Nate Sudfeld is in the game. I, there's no shot. Um, kind of ridiculous that Giants fans even got Giants fans even got mad about that. Uh, it's kind of part of the game. And the Eagles did end up benefiting majorly from doing that. But at the same time, you know, it's, 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 it put a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Um, yeah, but the Giants really, I mean, they really impressed me last year. I think this is a team that is ready to compete at a playoff level for sure. Um, like I've said before in prior podcasts, I mean, it kind of comes down to Daniel Jones and whether or not he can be uh, an effective trailer quarterback. I find him to be in a kind of a similar category to Tua in a way. I think Tua is probably a little bit more accurate and decisive uh, I think Daniel Jones is a better athlete and a little bit more kind of, you know, physically uh, imposing, um, which I think, you know, kind of takes him a long way. He's, he's, he, uh, he can take hits. Uh, he's got to protect the football a little bit more. I think this offensive line is ready to compete. I think bringing in Kenny, Kenny Galladay is going to do wonders for this team, having like a true wide receiver one. So you can let guys like Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and the rookie Kadarius Toney kind of do work underneath and take some attention off of them. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think Saquon Barkley is the best player in the NFL when healthy. So I think also all this talk about him, you know, I don't know if I'll be ready for week one. I think they're coaching that into him. I think he's going to be for sure ready for week one. I expect him to sit out the preseason. But once the lights come on in that game against Denver, I expect Saquon Barkley to get 30 touches in that game. Um and I think that this offense is going to be really dynamic if Daniel Jones can just not turn the ball over. He yep. literally doesn't even need to be that effective. He just needs to be able to throw for like 200 yards a game and not turn the ball over. And they will be really good because this defense is actually pretty good. Um, I like what they did in the offseason. I know they overpaid Adery Jackson, but this is a good-looking secondary, man. Uh, James Bradbury overperformed, and I expect him to – he's kind of just a, a good corner. Tommy brought up Darius Slay earlier, uh, just being a cornerback one. Like I said, I think James Bradbury is probably you know better than that. Um, Darnay Holmes is an effective young player for them. Obviously, I just said bringing in Addery Jackson. They got two solid safeties in Jabril Peppers and Logan Ryan, not to mention they drafted Xavier McKinney in the first round last year, one of my favorite players in the draft out of Alabama. He was, he was injured. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting big things out of him being healthy this year. And then... Man, I, I, we all know I love Blake Martinez. I love Lorenzo Carter. I think Ryan Anderson is a really good signing. I think that's a really good triad of linebackers and then drafting Aziz Ojolari and signing Ify uh, Odenigbo. You're going to get some real push out of those guys from the edge. Um, Leonard Williams on the inside. Dexter Lawrence, one of the better players in the NFL on the inside. This is a really complete defense. I think the Joe Judge experiment is going really well for the most part. I think the culture is strong. I like what Patrick Graham is doing as a defensive coordinator. Uh, Jason Garrett catches a lot of flack. I think he's a fine offensive coordinator. I think that he's kind of writing his ticket in New York. And as long as, you know, like I said, as long as Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over, this is a team that, in my opinion, should be winning nine games or more this year. Um, 
we kind of saw shades of that last year, but you know, uh, Daniel Jones kind of couldn't get out of his own way. So I'm sure they're drilling that into him. They know what the upside is for this team, um, and I'm I'm really excited to see uh, to see them perform this year. I will say there's a little bit of concern with the depth on the offensive line. I like that they brought in Zach Fulton, and obviously they're getting back uh, Nate Soldier coming off opting out from COVID. But Soldier's a little bit old. And uh, we'll see. I, I know Tommy and I like Matt Pert a lot as a sleeper tackle. He might end up being their starting right tackle uh, this year. So I'm interested to see if he can kind of fit the bill there. Um, but all around, uh, I'll be interested to see what you guys think. I think it's kind of hard to poke holes in this team's roster. I think that this is a pretty good football team. Yeah, not much not much meat left on the bone there, Leo. It was a, a pretty thorough uh, analysis. I think it's just the question mark is Daniel Jones, right? And he's not a guy that any of us – particularly felt strong about coming into the draft um obviously you know he's he's had some moments it's so weird because he's like one of the fastest quarterbacks in the nfl but like doesn't really know how to use it and and then uh the turnovers like you said especially the fumbling uh has been has been brutal for him um with, with both two the two seasons that he has played in um so if jones can can start putting you know he doesn't have to put it all together but if he can kind of put together a, a competent third season here and and you know obviously this will be his second year in, inside the same system as opposed to um, starting off with Pat Shermer and then changing last year and then so there's a little bit more consistency obviously he he got Kenny Galladay I think the the storyline for the Giants right is this year it's like there's no excuses for Daniel Jones anymore mm-hmm. you, know, you, you got Sterling Shepard Kenny Galladay Darius Slayton Evan Ingram Saquon Barkley and the offensive line is is going to be good enough, right? They're not the Jets level bad. I don't think they're like great, but um, they've got pieces. And uh, I think it, it's it's a put up or shut up year for him. And this team will go as he does. And last year, Lee, like you said, the defense was actually pretty good, kind of overperformed, and they've only gotten you know more additions. Uh, you know, no one has really left the defense, so. I, I'm I'm I feel positive about the Giants for like the first time in this podcast's history. Um, <laughs> like I've always been down on the Giants as long as we've been doing these. Um, whether or not I'll be ready to maybe put them into the wild card hunt, I don't know. But if Daniel Jones can can put together um, a good season, I'll, I'll feel good. And they got two first round picks next year. Am I right? Cause yeah, they, they got the Bears. They got the Bears first round pick next year. Yeah. Not that I love Kadarius Tony. Uh, but you know, there, there's also, there's, uh, there's an opportunity for them. If Daniel Jones, uh, goes horribly wrong for them to be able to, to use some capital and trade up to get a guy if they're not, um, drafting high enough. So I think, I think they're frisky. I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be circling the giants as a team where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to guarantee a win, especially as the crowds get back into, to MetLife and, and everything like that. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you guys. I I do think this team's ceiling is capped because I think I think Daniel Jones is is a is a nice guy and a and a pretty solid player. Um, but I I'm I think it takes a lot of projection for me to see him really take that next step. I think he's just kind of, he kind of is who he is to a certain extent, and I could be wrong about that. Clep, I think you bring up a, a great point about his athleticism. I think uh, you know if they can kind of incorporate him more as a runner I think that could do wonders for this offense especially paired with 
with Saquon Barkley, and even if you want to get into like some RPOs and stuff, I mean, everyone outside of Kenny Galladay with Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, and uh, I guess Darius Slayton, not as much, but with Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony, you can just have a, an RPO haven right there. But ultimately, I, I mean, I will say that I don't think Jason Garrett is that good of an offensive coordinator. Um, he's not someone who really excites me and gets it gets me, you know, thinking that this offense is going to be taken in a direction where it possibly could with the requisite talents they have. Um, but I think you guys bring up great points with the defense. I think that's where it, uh, this team gets me excited. And I think that's some think, emotional bias. It, there definitely is some. There, there definitely is some emotional bias there for sure. But, Ten years of mediocrity. But I think he's just a mediocre coordinator, man. And and I just I don't like he doesn't get me excited. And I, I would be surprised if he got you guys excited at all. Maybe you guys think he has a higher floor than I do as a, as a play caller, but. I, I would say that. I don't think he gets me excited necessarily. Sorry to interrupt you, but I would say that I think he's like I think he's like fine. I think that's fair. You know, I, think I don't think fair. he's the I problem. I don't think he's the pro- going to be the problem in New York. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. I just am lower on the ceiling of this offense even with the talent that they have with with Saquon and and Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony, who I think is you know sh- should be a yak machine with them. Um Club, I think it's funny you you brought up the offensive line. I mean, I like I view think the Jets' offensive line is better than the Giants' offensive line. Do you think mm. that's that's that heinous? I mean, who's the? I do. I, I do because the the depth and I don't think that um, Vera Tucker is a rookie. Greg Van Roten is bad. Um, Morgan Moses is fine, but it's like he's like a one year deal. I think when you're looking at you know Andrew Thomas and Matt Pert into their second seasons. Um, I know they struggled a little bit, but or Pert didn't necessarily play too much. But but Thomas kind of picked things up towards the end of the season. You have Nate Solder in place. Andrew Thomas is Will, pretty good the last eight games. Will of the Hernandez year, is a, is a good guard. Um, you know Kenny Wiggins. And Nate Solder is only thirty three, and he wasn't trash. Like I just think from from top to bottom, sure with maybe Becton and you know McGovern and, and, and Vera Tucker, maybe Moses their ce- ceiling. I yeah, think Moses, Moses too is, is, is a better is a veteran. Mo- Moses is a veteran stopgap right tackle. He's I, on a one year deal, and the and the Washington couldn't even trade him. That's why he got cut. And then and then the 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 Jets signed him because George Fant was starting at right tackle. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah I think I, know, I think you're, think you're overrating Morgan Pert. Moses a little bit, man. Yeah, and we possibly could be overrating Matt Pert, who didn't who played you know half of the season at right sure, tackle. What about Nate I think Nate Solder isn't a dinosaur. He's 33 years yeah. old, coming off a COVID year where he didn't play a snap. So he, we're assuming he's healthy. Like he should be able to get plugged in at right tackle and be fine. I don't think. I mean, this is a I guy mean, who was an All Pro tackle for more than half yeah, of his when career. when he was with the Patriots, when you know, seven years ago. I think Nate Solder's kind of washed. Seven, three years ago. I, and, I, uh, I don't uh, think Nate, Kenny, Nate Kenny Wiggins is, a, is is a decent. He was a decent depth guy in Detroit. Um, oh, I I think. I guess my point better. Uh, the depth is way better because you got freaking. You're, you're you know one bad play away in New York from Greg Van Roten and George Fant starting on the right side of your offensive offensive line. So, I also think Will Hernandez is the best lineman on both teams because the best ability is availability, and Will Hernandez has been available in I a think, way that Mackay Becton hasn't. I think it'll be. And I would be Andrew Thomas. If Andrew Thomas is is good, like he was good last year, Elijah for more Vera, than half Elijah the season. Elijah Tucker is pretty darn good too, and I think you can't just say, "Oh, he's well, a rookie," so Elijah, I can't really evaluate his talent at all. <laughs> Like oh we haven't seen him play. Even if Elijah Vera Tucker's good, great. That's that leaves you two linemen, who one of which has played like eight games in two years, 
like the, the Giants have four good linemen. I think Morgan Moses is better than uh, what's his name from Nate Solder and Pert right now. And I think Elijah Vera Tucker. I, just, I, don't, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to have that argument. Yeah, right I, I think. I think it was just interesting to bring up, just with kind of going between both teams. But, Tommy, you're wrong. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, but the uh, the defense. <laughs> You know, the defense gets me excited. Bringing in Aziz to add with Lorenzo Carter, the Georgia Dogs. Lee, I don't think you can say Dexter. I don't think Dexter Lawrence is like in some elite interior player. I think he's a good, good run stuffer. But I think, you know. Yes, I think he's elite. We and Tommy's sure. domain. This is the NFC East. I think Dexter Lawrence is for sure elite. I guess he'll show you that this year. Clep, do you um, think Dexter Lawrence is an elite player? I, I don't. I think he's fine. I think Leonard Williams is significantly better. Yeah. Um, the uh, l- let's get on to the Washington team. All right, yeah, NFC's podcast always got shout out stuff. Carter Coughlin. <laughs> <laughs> always got some good good uh, you know discussions and arguments we've had in the NFC East. And these are these are the Murray brothers lightning rod teams, man. Washington and New York can't get can't really uh, escape that. Um, this is a team that I think you know overperformed last year, but um, I think it, I, I I think Ron Rivera is clearly the best coach in the division i don't know if that's too much to say i mean obviously sirianni and, and mccarthy but i i think ron rivera is one of the better coaches in the nfl um and he did a great job last year i mean he was battling you know leukemia and was like could barely coach jack del rio was like doing it half the time and um it was just uh i pretty uh an incredible season just from him um you know doing that during covid too um Pretty, pretty impressive, to me at least. And I think they've built a, a great roster here. It's more, again, a question at the quarterback position. I mean, Lee, just talking from a, a one-year, you know, looking at it just from a one-year perspective, would you, like, if you could put Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Giants over Daniel Jones, would you do that? Uh, I mean, or do you think it's just kind of negligible? Yeah, I don't really think Slash you're getting... Taylor Heineke. <laughs> yeah, I think like with Fitzpatrick, like maybe I guess, but I think you'd kind of be getting something similar to what you got in Miami last year, which is like maybe Fitzpatrick's marginally better, but Daniel Jones, you know, has like the brighter future, and he's like not really that much worse. So it's like, do you want to just? Are you taking? At what point are you just taking snaps away from Jones slash Tua where they can improve? Um, where you're getting a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, like I mentioned earlier, who can like just find wins out of thin air, but at the same time, Ryan Fitzpatrick like plays you out of games a lot of the time yeah. too. That's kind of why he's been a journeyman. Um, one thing I do want to say about Washington, I think in terms of like a starting eleven on defense, they might have the best starting eleven defense in the NFL. Yeah, the, um, if you just, like, I loved the, I loved their the free equation. agency, man. Their free agency was great. Yeah, getting Will Jack. Is huge. Kendall Fuller. Yeah, Kendall Fuller. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, kind of a broken record when it comes to the quarterbacks. It's going to come down to Fitzpatrick. Um, and I think you're going to get what you get with Fitzpatrick. I mean, we've seen what his body of work is. Obviously, last year being one of the more impressive years in his career, I think. Um, if he can recreate that in Washington, uh, I think they're going to continue to be competitive, even if he doesn't. Like, I just think this team is going to be competitive by virtue of their defense and some of the dynamic players they do have on their offense. 
Um, uh, Tommy, I'm I'm leaning, you know, not to spoil, I guess the the rankings. I'm somewhat leaning towards pushing the Cowboys to number one in this division. But I want to ask you, I mean, we talk about the Cowboys' offensive weapons. How far behind the Cowboys do you really see, you know, Washington or even even the Giants? Because all three of those teams do have really good options at the skill positions. I don't think the Giants – I think Washington's in a different – I think that Washington's much closer to the uh, to the Cowboys than the Giants are just because, I mean, obviously if Kadarius Tony can become an X-factor, I think that would be huge for, for the Giants. But I think um, – I just like the receiving options much better uh, with Washington and, uh, and, Dal- and Dallas, obviously. I mean, I you know I think, uh, and I also think Fitzpatrick. I mean, I didn't I didn't know Klepp if you were asking for like the next couple of years, but I think for this year I would I would ha- rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick than yeah, Daniel Jones just, just for just for one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I'd rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, than Daniel Jones, and and that's why I think that Washington is going to offer a pretty high floor, and I am not totally against taking them over eight and a half wins, um, and or even taking them for the division. I mean. We all brought up the Cowboys, you know, seem, it seems that I'm a broken record with their projection every year, and they, they always seem to fall short of their lofty expectations. Whereas with Washington, um, you know, you guys know I've been bullish on this team for, for a year, and it started, you know, with their defense, the pieces they got, obviously getting a blue chip and Chase Young to pair with all of the, you know, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, whom they already have. And then you guys mentioned what they did in the secondary this offseason, uh, you know, including adding Jamin Davis to the linebackers, which I think is a good move because their linebackers, I think, are probably their weakest unit on defense. And he's a real, uh, you know, difference maker as an athlete and should add some dynamicism to that linebacking core. Uh, but you talked about Brandon William Jackson, Kendall Fuller, really thickening up this secondary. Cameron Curl was a really nice surprise seventh-round rookie last year at safety to tag along with Landon Collins. And then on offense, I mean, I think Terry McLaurin's an elite receiver. I think Curtis Samuel is very good when it comes to being, you know, being in that two role and getting creative with him, which I think is something that, uh, you know, Scott Turner can do. I, I liked his, I uh, thought he was a pretty good play caller last year. And then Klepkin and your guy, uh, Deami Brown, I think is a, is a really nice option. <laughs> really nice uh, oh, third receiver. And then, I mean, my guy Antonio Gibson, too, I just think is, is an absolute stud of the position. And if he can manage, if he can stay healthy, uh, for a full season, easily can go a thousand and a thousand. I think if they really want to use his receiving ability, I don't see why he can't rush for a thousand yards and receive for a thousand yards too. So, um, I, I really like like this team, and I think they have a pretty high floor. Maybe Fitzpatrick regresses, which is very possible, and I think that's the the only way that this team kind of falls south of of eight seven wins. I think this is the worst offensive line in the division, for what it's worth. I'm I'm yeah, I I agree with that. I think that's Charles Leno is terrible. So yeah. hopefully Samuel Cosme kind of comes out in camp and and plays well. Cornelius and they Lucas cut is, Morgan Moses. Yeah, yep. the money thing. So, but Cornelius yeah. Lucas is is pretty good. I mean he's not pretty. He's serviceable. Solid. Yeah. Um and Brandon Scherf obviously is what he is. But Brandon um, Scherf's good. But Rulier and Eric Fla- Eric yeah. Flowers is like their offensive like line kind of wasn't around. good last year either. Really, I mean they had Morgan yeah. Moses and and Scherf, but it's it's not really. I guess you know I think Cornelius Lucas could be just as good as as Moses. He's a he's a fine solid tackle, and Eric Flowers it seems to be is a is an okay guard. Um, 
But yeah, he's trash wherever he until goes. he's not. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess know. until he's not. He's... You're you're hoping that Cosme can can take over for Leno. because yeah. Leno is not very good. But and shout out uh, Dax Milne, man. He's a nice player. Watching that Zach Zach Wilson tape, maybe he can. Uh, yeah, he was really nice. He can get in there. He's 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 a nice receiver. Deep so. though, they're deep, man. I just think this defense is gonna win them games. That's kind of gonna hundred percent. That's what they. That's what it did yeah. last yeah. year. That's, they did last it's year. exactly what they did last year. And I don't want. I mean, Chase Young, man. I mean, is like one of the yeah. better defensive players in the league. You know, yep. he's in that Nick Bosa yep. category. Um, a game, what was the game he, last year Lee, that we were watching together? Was it the Cardinals game where he stripped? Was it? I don't know if it was the Cardinals where he stripped the quarterback and just took it back. Housed it and ran. You know, it was just like an absolute. You went turn. Oh, if, if if there was like a taking out quarterbacks, if there was like a, a restart draft for the whole NFL, do you think Chase Young goes first overall? I think Aaron Donald probably would still. Maybe really? maybe not. Maybe not with his age. Yeah, I mean, considering age, yeah, I, I don't know like, how far off Chase Young would be. The only thing is that Aaron Donald is in like such a different category than any other interior lineman. Um, but, but I mean, yeah, he's in that conversation for sure. Especially what he brings from a leadership standpoint. Um, he, this defense has a clear identity. I mean, their front four is, without a doubt, the best in the NFL. Yeah, like they have yep. four straight dogs, and it's just funny they drafted all those dudes in the first round. Starting with Jonathan Allen, I want to say, and we were kind of just waiting and waiting for them to pop off. And it's like almost once that fourth link came in and Chase Young, four straight years like of the, first round picks, and the, they the all, yeah, now they really have. They've got like an Alabama defensive line, and, but in the NFL, and how much better that makes your secondary too. Like how the the relationship between both the secondary and the yeah. de- defensive line is just like it just makes the defense uh, even stronger. So. Lots of like, lots of like with the football team. That's going to be a fun game week one uh, against the Chargers. I think that's going to be an interesting yeah, game. Where is it? I think it's in L.A. Nice. That's an underspot. That's an no, under it's spot. in Washington. Oh, my fault. Okay. It's in Washington. I need to pull up those week one lines because they're becoming ever more, uh, ever more relevant. Shall we um, get into our, our rankings here? Sure. Um, I'll kick it off. I'm I'm gonna put the Cowboys up first. Um, a lot of that just has to do with Dak Prescott. I think he's head and shoulders uh, above all the quarterbacks in this division. Uh, and even though the defense is what it is, I think Dan Quinn brings a little bump. And I think I expect a bounce back here from Zeke and in the offensive line. And I just I I don't know. Obviously, there's some things that could hold them back, like Mike McCarthy and and the defense. But um, I kind of just think the Cowboys will get to the top of this division and that might not necessarily be a hard thing to do uh, again this division last year what it was eight and eight that yep. won it uh, so uh not like yeah not like it's a the cowboys could be nine and not a nine one team and win the division um i'll put the washington football team second uh just talking about the defensive unit overall it's probably, seven and nine won it last year yeah Seven and nine won it last year. So uh, talking about Washington, I mean the the defense. Washington unit, started out one and five last year, and then yeah, they killed Dallas before the bye. Yeah, yeah. That was a so, gibby. That was a gibby game. Yep, that was the Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, no, that was the before Thanksgiving, and then okay. they went off again on Thanksgiving. So um, I don't know. I just think Washington overall with that defense, um, just overall is probably the the best team, but just still with with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, hard to to know exactly what you're going to get there, uh, and then I'll put the Giants third and, and the Eagles fourth. But 
I mean, this is kind of like the anti uh, NFC West, right? Where it's like uh, all these teams could could come in in reverse order, but I, I think these teams are kind of a level below uh, the mm. NFC West. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say the Cowboys win the division. Um, I'm gonna pick the Giants to come in second because I just don't think Fitzpatrick is gonna be as good as he was last yeah. year. I'm just gonna go with the career arc with Fitzpatrick. I think Washington will come in third, but I think they could end up having the same record or one more loss than the Giants. Um, I think those teams are pretty comparable and interchangeable. And then I'm gonna say Philadelphia comes in last, but six or seven wins in last. I don't think they're gonna be picking top five. Actually, I guess they might be with six or seven wins, but six or seven wins for Philly. Yeah, I still really I'm I'm scared of Washington, man. Um, I want to put the Cowboys one, but I think that Washington has a higher floor than than the Cowboys even. Maybe I I, right. I just think the bottom could fall out with McCarthy, and that just that is I know that's not going to happen in Washington. So I am I mean it's it's tough. I think I'm going to side and go with the Cowboys. Um, because they do have the best quarterback, and I think they do have the highest ceiling just because of their offense. But I'm not confident that that Fitzpatrick is going to regress. I think he has better weapons in Washington than he did in Miami, uh, and I think if you know, it's just kind of like the high variance plays with him and and the turnovers. If he can kind of limit those or at least outweigh those with positive plays, I think this is going to be a really tough team because this is a top five defense. I think pretty easily. So that really does scare me um and then i'll have the giants at three who i think are you know a, a six to eight win team seven you know seven seven eight wins um maybe nine wins uh and then i i got philly in the gutter i really i think philadelphia's best case scenario is like seven wins so that's why i was ripe to to take that under six and a half and um yeah that's that's where i'm at I think Washington could win eight games with Heineke, if even if Fitzpatrick like isn't good. Yeah, so totally. Yeah, I don't think that Fitzpatrick even needs to move the needle that we, much. I just think there's a certain amount of games they're going to win, just because they're so relentless. And we failed to mention uh, Logan Thomas too. He's he's, he's, he's a nice tight. He's turned into a nice tight end, red zone guy. Take him over Evan Ingram. Yeah, yeah. that much. Yeah, probably. Bob Quinn let him walk out the door. <laughs> hey, give me, give me Jesse James. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brutal. Um, that was a great, that was a great uh, NFCs. What, what are we going to next? What are we going to next?